Well, we are just hours away from kids going back to school. Kids, if you're in the backseat of the car right now, uh, cover your ears for a second. <laughs> hey, I liked going back to school, at least for a couple of years. At first, you get this true story. Grade eight, first day of school, I wore my baseball uniform from the local team that I was playing on. I wanted everybody in the class to know that I was the the jock, the school jock. And boy, within 15 minutes, did I ever regret it. My friends were just ruthless to me. But those are the mistakes you make as a kid. One thing as a parent is you do your research, you do your due diligence. Damn it, you set your kids up for success, which is why our next guest, kind enough to join me, Andy Barrar, our tech and digital lifestyle expert at HandyAndyMedia.com. Andy, good afternoon. Hi, Rob. How are you? I'm okay. I'm reminiscing about zits and going back to school <laughs> and all the nerves that came with it. But uh, I also had nerves sending my kids back as a parent. So I'm trying to figure out how, in the final hours, I might be able to save some parents some money. So hopefully you can help me with that. You ready to rock on that? I'm ready, Rob. This is a different back to school than most years because yes. uh, everyone's on a budget right now with the cost of living and inflation. So I feel for all the parents out there. Well, you know, the one thing that I worry about with, and both my kids are through high school, so I, I say this more to some of my uncles and cousins and nephews and nieces that still have kids in school, is just tech. Because there's always this expectation that your kids have to go to school with A, B, and C and all of the stuff that comes with it, be it a phone or a laptop or a pad or something like that. That's not necessarily the case, and it doesn't always have to be new either. No, it doesn't. And that's what people don't realize is that when, when you're going back to school, of course, you know, especially for older students, whether you're in high school or going into university, you're going to need a laptop. But you don't need like the latest and greatest. You don't, it's like you don't need a Lamborghini to go grocery shopping. And the same goes with laptops. You know, for most students out there, everything can be done on the cloud, even the word processor. You could use Google Docs and maybe avoid getting that Microsoft Office subscription, which is now an annual subscription instead of just buying the software outright. So there's lots of different ways to save on money. And the one thing that I recommend a lot of parents and students going out there is consider buying a refurbished laptop. That's where you get the biggest savings because you could probably get a laptop with a little more bells and whistles, but at a fraction of the price. And you can save anywhere from 300 Then I was just checking yesterday, Rob, up to like eight to $900 on these laptops if you get a refurb. The one catch is the battery life. For these manufacturers like Amazon, um, also, London Drugs and Best Buy will all sell you refurbished laptops, but they double check to make sure it's good to go before they, they resell it. And the thing that they make sure is that the battery life of that laptop is at at least at 80% of its max power. Because as you know, Rob, with these lithium ion batteries, everybody with a smartphone knows that the charge doesn't hold after a couple of years. So that's the only caveat that you want to think about. But you can save a lot of money. And of course, you could always, with some models, buy a backup battery in the event that that battery finally dies after a couple of years. Andy, you touched on it briefly when you, brought, when you said Microsoft Office. One of the things that I'm starting to learn a bit more about, and I'm probably late to the party on this, but I'd love for you to flesh it out, um, open source software. Yeah, there's a lot of different open source software. I think Google Docs for a lot of students is is probably the best bet because all of your files can be stored online. And, you know, I was thinking about this today, Rob. You know, if I was going to university again, would I take my notes? Would I type them out in class or would I write them by hand? Now, research shows that you should still write with, with your hands all your notes because you can retain that information better than typing. But if you're a fast typer, you know, that's definitely an option. And when you have it up in the cloud 
and it's all free. And then you could use the search function to find, you know, keywords when you're when you're studying later on or going through your notes. So there is that option of just doing everything in the cloud, you know, try to write less. But again, the research shows if you write by hand, you're more likely to retain that information, especially when you're taking notes during class. I have always been, you know, thinking to myself things like, boy, if I was in school, one of the things that I would have done is I would have taken pictures on my phone of the chalkboard because you talk about retaining by writing. One of the things that I always got, you know, if I got behind or I was focusing on something is all of a sudden the teacher goes up to the chalkboard and and wipes it clean. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't done yet. Whereas now in today's day and age, it's no brainer. You just take a couple of pictures, what have you. But there's also, Andy, a couple of apps out there that I find really engaging because the, the class that I struggle with the most was French. And I noticed there's a there's an app out there called Deep L, Deep and then the letter L, where you can hold up your phone to the 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 um, chalkboard and it will translate from English to any language that you want in real time what it is that's on the chalkboard. I thought, you know, it does it in French, it does it in Spanish, it does it in a number of different Asian languages as well. That to me is kind of something where I was like, man, if I'd had that one tool, it might have changed everything for me. Yeah, the, the, the thing about today with students is, you know, when you are in class and you're learning, you can do a lot of additional learning outside of class. And those are some great tools that can help you in the class. But you know, think about YouTube. You can learn anything on YouTube. And that's, you know, traditional education as well. One of the great resources is called the Khan Academy. And so for a lot of kids who are maybe struggling in math and they need to catch up, parents, you know, this is something that you definitely want to check out. You could probably learn some math as well or refresh your math with your child by doing that. But it doesn't just being limited to the classroom. There are a lot of additional free resources. And I highly recommend people go down that rabbit hole on YouTube for all those educational courses that that are available for free for people to, to view and to use as study tools. Being joined still, and I thank him for doing this. Andy Barari, you are such a kind man for staying with me for a second segment. We're having a great conversation about um, tech and some of the things that your kids might need heading into the 2023 school year. And we're trying to save you a couple of bucks as well. Hey, Andy, is there anything out there that is kind of like the in thing right now when it comes to tech? I'm not talking about like the Apple 15, but I'm talking about something that might be a, a cool gadget that kids are kind of looking for these days. Yeah, I have a great gadget suggestion, Rob. That's not only good for kids, but for the parents as well. Pretty much anybody with an iPhone, you want to listen up right now. Because if you have an iPhone, you've probably got a lot of storage issues. Your storage is full on your phone. And then Apple, you keep getting that notification that your storage is full and they want you to get more iCloud uh, storage. So storage up in the cloud. Well, that's expensive. And those are those hidden fees that a lot of people don't realize. The gadget that I have, it's called the SanDisk iExpand flash drive. Now, it looks like one of those little thumb drives that we used to all carry around to transfer files, except this one has a lightning port on one side and a traditional USB port on the other. And what you do is you plug it into your iPhone, you download an app, you take all those photos and videos that are on your phone, and you drag it onto this thumb drive. Then you take it and put it into your laptop and you can drag it all onto your computer or put it onto an external hard drive. That basically bypasses the iCloud so you don't have to use that, but you still have all of your files um, set put. If anybody wants this, I have a link on my website, handyandymedia.com. It's one of the best gadgets. Everybody needs this if you have an iPhone. And so for a lot of kids, they've been taking all these pictures and videos during the summer. Now's the time to clear your phone out don't, don't go to your parents 
thing. I need more cloud storage. <laughs> get one of these. It costs $55 and you're going to get 128 gigs of storage. So 128 gigs of all that photos and videos on your phone can go onto your computer bypassing iCloud. So it's probably one of the best gadgets that any iPhone user, whether you're a kid or an adult, should definitely get. God, I'm going to buy that myself. I mean, that's oh, not just for kids. That, that makes a lot of sense to a lot of different people. Yeah, you know, this the, the, the cloud has a lot of benefits, you know, the convenience of being able to access that. But it, it keeps adding up. We're going to keep taking pictures. We're going to keep shooting videos. And they just want us to keep adding and adding on that. Google does this. Apple does this. Amazon, they're all doing this. But with one of these tricks, you know, you still have those photos because you need to keep these photos. We take so many photos these days, but this is the best way, the cheapest way that you can do that. Have it onto a hard drive, put it in your safety deposit box or store it somewhere safe. And then you still have all those photos for years to come. Hey, Andy, I, I don't know if this is a moral question or not. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I know that there's certain classes out there that don't allow you to bring your um, your phone to your desk. But there are parents out there, especially with kids that are a little bit younger, that are thinking of Apple tags. And this is, you know, something you put in the in their backpack or, you know, dare I say on their person, something that allows their families or at least their parents to track where they are, because of course, safety is paramount. Uh, do you see this being a problem? Is that an expensive problem? Or do you think that's just the way the future is going to go? Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely an option for parents and especially even for kids. If you if you misplace items all the time, whether it's your backpack or your keys, putting one of these air tags on it can can help you locate that. And people use it all the time when they're traveling. They put it on their luggage. Um, but for kids, you know, and this is an interesting conversation, Rob, because a lot of parents, you know, they have to understand, like, what age do I give a cell phone to my child? Mm-hmm. Because parents want to have that peace of mind where the kids can contact them. So, it, you know, it, it's different for every parent of what age that is. But I can guarantee you, no matter what age you pick, your kid's going to have a friend who already has a phone. You know, that's just the the reality of it. But Having, having a cell phone or having one of those air tags is definitely a, a good way to be able to keep track of your child. And there's some even new RFD tags that you can get. And these are kind of like with the hotel keys where you can kind of just put the card up and it opens the door. You can now even get these for smart locks. So when your kids come home from school, they can use one of these uh, things, these RFID tags to open the doors as well and just keep it on their backpack. And then they have an easy way to get in and out of their house without needing a key or a pin code. I, you know, like I said, I think that's great from an ease perspective, but I'd really worry if my kid lost his backpack and all of a sudden there was something with my address within that. I Maybe I'm uh, the worst case scenario dad, but I'm always thinking of ways to keep my kids safe, but also keep my home safe because Andy, I might have lost a half dozen keys a year. When I was in school, I was constantly yeah. losing my keys and my keychain. So you talk about an additional expense replacing those over the course of the calendar year is is king as well. But let's finish up with safety, Andy, because I think this is something that's really important. We've talked about a way that we can store our, you know, our photos and all of the stuff that we're doing. We've talked about different things and ways that we can save money. Let's finish up with safety and just talk about um, is there any tech out there right now? And not to put you on the spot with this one that can help our children find safety. Is it is it just just as simple as having a cell phone where they can call 911 or press the emergency icon? Or are there other ways that maybe we can, uh, you know, take a, a different look where without giving a kid a phone where we can still feel like they're safer going to school? Yeah, the, the phone is a tough one, Rob, because you, you're opening up a, the Pandora's box when you give a child totally. a, a smartphone just, just so that you can contact them when you need it. You know, there's a lot of parental controls that you can put on these phones to limit the the apps and, and stuff that they can purchase. 
the phone is a great tool. You know, uh, hands down, it is a great tool. And at some point, the child is going to have a phone in their life. And it's really important to just, you know, teach them good phone etiquette about how to use a phone, when to use a phone, try to keep your phone off and not be a distraction. But it is probably the best and easiest ways for parents to, to keep in touch with their kids when they go to school. Uh, other than that, like you said, the the air tags, those are another good option. But the kids might, you know, feel like they're being snooped on all the oh, time. Oh, they will. I guarantee it. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that's a, definitely a conversation you're going to have to have with your child to let them know that uh, you can you can see where they're at at any point in time. So there's no point in them lying uh, to you when they're, you know, saying they're at the library, but they might be, you know, at the corner store drinking Slurpees with their friends. Yeah, I can't remember where I was reading it. There was a class or there was a school in the States that was going to put cameras in every classroom so that the parent could check in on their child. And I think it had to do with the fact that someone in the state had a school where there was a shooting and the families came together and said, listen, I just want to be able to see in the classroom and make sure that my child's safe. And I know that this is, I'll try to find it before the show is done, but I feel like at some point there's going to be like, I can check out my dog anytime I'm, you know, out and about and I can go home and and see two cameras but I think at some point the tech is going to go in the direction of making sure that these children and their parents can at least see each other or have some form of communication because unfortunately that's the world that we live in now Andy thank you for this man I two segments is awesome and your insight is always second to none and hopefully we'll get a chance to do this again soon Thanks, Rob. It's my pleasure. Andy Barrar, kind enough to join us here for a couple of segments. Our tech and digital lifestyle expert, he's got that link up at handyandymedia.com when you're talking about that thumb drive that can help you with um, some of your storage needs on your phone. God, I feel like i got to get that during the commercial break. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh, my God. The ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.